Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. There we go to uh, Mike in Colorado on a wild card line on Coast to Coast. Mike? Oh, good evening, Ian. Thank you so much for taking my call. Um, a comment, and then I'll get to my questions. Um, so when we talk about um, kind of one-hit wonders of the 90s, um, it's really interesting because when you look at one-hit wonder songs of the 90s and one-hit wonder songs of today, they're a lot different. Um, some of my favorite from the 90s were, uh, I don't know if you remember, the song Breathless from The Coors and uh, yeah. Bob by Hanson. And, um, but neither of those are one-hit wonder bands. See, honestly, that's interesting because it it happens that people say that, and that one of the things that, like, it, although they are not as big a hits, they do have. I mean, for example, Hanson had other songs that charted, um, right. and so then it begins this whole conversation of what really constitutes a one-hit wonder. Is it really just one yeah. big hit? Or just because there's been plenty of bands who only had one hit period and that was it. But other bands are called one hit wonders, but they had other songs that were popular in the top 20. They just didn't make it in the top 10. So I was going to ask, what are some of your favorite one hit wonders? And also, I was kind of wondering how you got your start in the industry. Um, I'm a big fan of yours and I really enjoy radio myself. So, Well, you're nice. You know, so... I, I teach radio too here at Kansas State University, and I, I still I mentor and I, I I coach other people in their careers wherever possible. Whenever they ask, I don't barge in where I'm not needed. But um, the, the what I did, of course, was what we have. You know, when I started was back in 1974 at my high school because we had a high school radio station at at New Trier East, just north of uh, Chicago. Um, I grew up not too far away from the Home Alone house in um, in Winnetka. Um, But the the that that was part of a legacy system. Right. So we we look at different the way the industry has changed. There's been a lot of disruption to um, the legacy, the original legacy system of radio, which was you work in the smallest markets and you work your way up to the biggest. Well, so many small markets are so fully automated that you don't have a chance to go and, you know, you know, play it if we were going to use that as a baseball analogy at the single a or double a level, they just, and many of those stations just don't have that kind of training ground. So and, really and also, the, go, ahead. go ahead. Sorry. No, no, please. Oh, I was going to say certain people in the radio industry, like Howard Stern, for example, make it impossible for anyone to be successful in a certain market. Like when he was in New York, I mean, you know, Steve Dahl, I know you worked at WGN. I mean, they make it so hard for anyone to break in to the well, industry. But, I mean. but, st- but Dahl, Dahl he, he crushed him in, in, he crushed Howard Stern in Chicago. Stern never caught on in Chicago uh, because of right. Steve Dahl, because Steve Dahl did that first. And, and there's a lot of people who say that Howard Stern used to listen to Dahl or get tapes of Dahl and would, was, was copying because Dahl was on the air you know, at least 10 years before Stern caught on. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that part, that part is interesting, but your, your point about, about syndicated product, 
it definitely kept more people off the air. And this is part of the same ongoing problem um, that it's also a blessing. But even here's a show like Coast to Coast. We're on 600 radio stations. So some of those stations used to have live overnight people that they don't have anymore. So I can't, I mean, I, I benefit too from that same legacy for today, for anybody who's trying to get into it. The first thing you got to start doing is podcasting and you can podcast starting tomorrow and you can work yeah. on your chops and you can and get, you know what I just read an interesting article about AM radio going all digital. It's going to be all digital in five years, they predict. And it's really an interesting kind of topic because I could definitely see AM going all digital because you think most of the replays on the AM radio are already uploaded to a podcast where you can listen to it again. So it's kind of unfortunate, but I think that's the route it's going. Well, I, I would, I think there's even evidence. I mean, the, the digitization of the AM band, um, it follows what's happened in Europe where, um, that's, there's already that, that pursuit happened a, a while ago. I think the bigger challenge coming up is whether AM radio is going to disappear completely and the a, the successful AM stations are going to move on to FM um and that that is a migration which may be precipitated by the FCC's need for for more bandwidth for other things. So I don't, I I don't I don't know that that's going to save AM, but I know the reason why you talk about that, and that's because, you know, the signal strength and other problems associated with uh, with AM, and especially in steel box buildings and all of the RF that's yeah. out there. Uh, I wrote a I wrote a paper on that about the future of AM radio um, two or three years into my PhD program. So if you Googled my name and then I forget what the but if you if you Google my name and then put in FCC and AM radio, I think you'd find that there'll be an article. I've actually pop read up. part of it. It's a it's a brilliant piece. Oh, thanks. I mean, you're one of the most intelligent minds in radio. Oh, it's, well, it's nice of you to say that. But it, that was that was really informative to me as I interviewed all of these programmers around the the country and and to them trying to figure out exactly what the future of the band is. So digitization, yes, maybe. Um, but I think there's a, even a greater chance that you're going to see um, a, a movement, a migration to the FM, um, FM, and then more satellite radio taking up the slack too. So, but there's yeah. room for everybody. I, you know, I got to die one of these days and and uh, or or get shot or something. So, you know, I would I would be out there practicing just in case right, they need you right. to call you off the bench <laughs> it could All happen right. well, as always thanks for taking my call no thank, thank you appreciate that that's nice of you um but that's you know back to that original point though about one hit wonders that is something i always love i love to look up bands that i think of as one hit wonders and then then i find that they had like a, a either a top 10 hit before their number one or some their follow-up hit their sophomore song or album uh was actually pretty good um, so there's some interesting examples out there. Always look it up before you assume they just had one hit. And of course, a lot of bands had, you know, a billion hits in other countries and only one here. So where do you, where do you count those people? I don't know. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.